Sims. I'm Olivia Clement, and this is Flyover Film Country, a podcast about places off forgotten from Hollywood or by Hollywood. But we also aren't sure if we're going to use that slogan anymore since we have changed the format. But until then, we're going to use the same format or same slogan. Anyway, Isaac. We're talking movies and TV tonight. I'm doing great, Olivia. How are you doing? All right. It's a Monday, am I right? Monday. We record on Monday. Monday. We we get our questions on Monday, our mailbag Monday. It's a great Monday. Uh, It's an even better Monday than usual because we have a guest today. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Um, Joining us to break down the 2024 Academy Awards nominations. That's going to be the first thing we hit after our mailbag. Uh, Master of tweets such as the barbarian best pe- best picture race starts here and now from last year wait was that two years ago that was november that was, of that 22 was 22 i remember that was thanksgiving day because then i got to thanksgiving and zach Kreger shared the article and i was like oh god that's crazy <laughs> yeah senior collider writer Sam Williamson, our friend, fellow UCA Bear. Let's go. Go Bears. Welcome, Sam. What up? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, Dude. thanks for being on, man. Stoked. Yeah. You ready, yeah. To, you ready to talk about the Academy Awards and yeah, Gilmore I'm, Girls? I l- I'm ready to get, you know, get to know the girls and get to know these <laughs> awards and all that. Oh, yeah. Sam, tell me this. You're married. Um, yes. Your wife into Gilmore Girls? No, <laughs> no. Well, maybe, maybe, but uh, not since she and I have been together. So okay. maybe, at, yeah, at some point in life, my yeah. sister is. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Um, I have not seen Gilmore Girls. We have two questions about Gilmore Girls tonight, or one that's a question, then one that's more of a statement. Olivia is our resident Gilmore Girls expert, so she's going to handle those. So we're going to hit our mailbag questions, and then we are going to spend a good bit of time talking about the Academy Award nominees and uh sam uh who was really the one the one of the ones kind of gunning to get barbarian nominated for best picture to not not even one year ago two years ago i feel like really old it's Uh, yeah dude it's crazy because my (laughs) daughter was like one month old and i was about to have to go out of town and i told my wife I we've been hanging out and like I really want to go see this movie before I like have to go work like nonstop for several days. She was like, okay. And I came back and said, Good thing we didn't see that movie together. <laughs> oh <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> have you have I told you about Barbarian Olivia? I feel like we probably talked about it when you went and saw it, but I don't is that is that the uh it was the one that you and me and Walter were going to watch. And then we were like, no, like Walter, I think was the one who was like, you were game. And then Walter said, no, nah, I'm like too freaked is out. It, I don't want to do it. Is it Eggers? Kreger. No, it was Zach Kreger, who was a uh, whitest thing. Whitest kids, you know. Oh, yeah. What movie am I thinking of? Are you thinking of the lighthouse? No. Right around. Oh, Bar- oh. Northman. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay. I I knew a Scar's Guard was attached in some way. So okay. Craig Zach Craiger. Okay. And that's right. yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbarian. 
I are you sure I was game for that? It was, yeah, we were here. We had recorded our episode up up here in the uh the Sims house and I said we need to watch Barbarian and you're like, "Okay, oh, let's we do it." Oh, we were going to watch it Crazy together. Night. Okay. And yeah, then yeah, Walter yeah, yeah, said, yeah, yeah, "No, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do yeah, it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny cuz he's the scary movie guy and I am not. Yeah, he can't he couldn't he couldn't do it. Anyway, um big 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 Barbarian Yes, engine, but masterpiece I, in a good uh, way, Sam. I think of Barbarian every single time I see you. So <laughs> awesome! <laughs> oh, that's Great. sweet. Yeah. Now, Olivia, when you do finally watch it, uh, you might think of me differently with that in mind. But uh, <laughs> it's a banger. I remember I, I just listened to y'all's top uh, movies of 2023 podcast, uh, and I thought I knew that you were out on horror movies. Olivia, but then mm-hmm. I heard about uh, how Midsummer affected you, and I was like, "Okay, so I I, I can't wait to hear more takes when I get on the show." So, so oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Midsummer really did it did a number on me, like in a, the worst possible way. That one, and then I think I watched um, the Lighthouse pretty close after that. Like those two movies in 2020 were not a good like. It good wasn't combo. quite a double feature, but it was like pretty close to being a double feature. Not a good combo. So I thought it would be a lighthouse during a dark time, but it, it was, was it was a, a dark house. Oh yeah, dark house, a dark time. During oh yeah, dark darker time. So. Should we hit our mailbag questions? Let's hit those mailbag questions. I'll start. I'll start. Do it. What movie do you think you have watched the most number of times in your in life? That's from Hannah Davison. Um. I genuinely don't know. I feel like every time I think about this question, I don't have an answer because we rewatched movies so much when I was a kid that that is just it's too hard of any like a question for me to answer. Probably like a Disney movie or like Mrs. Doubtfire or something like that. I think mine might be the Disney film Bambi. Because my sister wanted wow. to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted to watch it all the time when we would hang out with my grandparents. So I think it's, mm. I'm pretty sure it's Bambi. That makes sense. Yeah. I think of, uh, I think of like this, I mean, just any of the original six Star Wars movies. Yeah. Uh, just Ad nauseum as a kid, uh, Raimi's Spider Man movies. And then Evil Dead 2 would definitely be, that's like in the, so, you know, when you're a kid, you just rewatch the same thing over and over again. It's just right. Expensive. Yeah. But yeah. then when I had a choice, Evil Dead 2 has to be like I yep. was I actively pursued that. Sure. When I could have been watching so many other things. Sure. I think as an adult and by adult, I mean like my 20s, it's probably been Mean Girls, honestly. I've never seen Mean Girls. Wow. Ooh. I have to. Sam. I, it yeah. Is, it is genuinely one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm not saying it's like the greatest film ever, but I do think it it's... It is so like millennial. It's just like peak millennial. I feel like every yeah. millennial needs to watch it. So my boys, Even, like I, keep... I, I don't ahead, remember specific. Like I, I do remember some of the. I, I don't remember when I saw it. I know that I've seen it, but I barely remember any of the quotes. But I remember the clothes so vividly. Yeah, yeah. So even I do, and I haven't even seen the movie. <laughs> but I've seen pictures and, uh, you know, like scenes and stuff. And it's just it's so 2000s. My my friends, they keep telling me we have to watch it and because mm-hmm. they they love it. I just it's a blind spot. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah, that was from Hannah Davison. Thank you. 
past past and future guest and yeah one of the greats one of the greats are there hey you will love this question sam i don't know if you've read it yet are there any directors with more wild and artistic career left turns than george miller that's from swagular (laughs) 11 and oh man i love steven steven pays attention uh for a while, he was just sending us questions about aspect the four three aspect ratio, and this was like a legit <laughs> question. I was like, "Oh, cool, it's a legit question." Um, but he does pay attention. And what uh, do you think? Like, do you think Happy Feet or Babe is like a more deranged left turn? <laughs> Happy Feet for George Miller. <laughs> that sucker is in CG. The whole thing is CG. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but it's yeah. very good too. If I remember, you know, they're good. Correctly. The only person I could think of, the only director I could think of was Robert Zemeckis. Here's here's a yeah. cut like just like a rough cross section of Bobby Z's filmography. Bobby Z. This is this is wild. And he has not had good films as of late. You have <laughs> Polar Express, which is like very similar to Happy Feet, except like I prefer Happy Feet over Polar Express. Any yes. day, I think that's day fair. of the week. I think that's fair. Um and then you have um, like classics like Back to the Future one, two, and three. You have the insane uh, Death Becomes Her. That movie is insane. Um, I don't even know what that is. What is that? That's it's um who is it? It's Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis, and it's like a horror like ghost story. Oh, and then you, wait, oh I yeah. think I've yeah yeah. Is that nineties? Yes, it's uh, okay. Ninety two. Yes, one of Willis's like. I'm gonna do something other than an action movie kind of thing that he was doing in the uh-huh. '90s. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That was, it was during that period. Then you have Beowulf, which is also CG. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Marwin. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like I a cursed about movie. That movie. Romancing the Stone, that. which was a big he did deal. Did Romancing with... the Stone? Yeah. Like I'm telling you, it's just. For... And then Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Contact and Forrest Gump and Castaway and The Witches. It's like. Dude. The Witches remake that they deleted off of HBO. Did they? Yeah, yeah. Really? It was like one of the movies because it was like it was an HBO Max like release, and they they like it was one of the movies they they just like took off. Yeah. Well, good for them. Anyway, that he was the only <laughs> person I could think of. Um, you excited for Furiosa's name? Stoked. Anya's the greatest, and uh, she really is. Yeah, I, I, the people that get upset about the CG, it's just like everyone said. It's like, or at least all the optimists have said, we're like, dude, it's the movie's not even going to come out for now. It's five months. At the time, it was like seven right. months till release. So it's like, dude, chill. Incredible vibes fine. in that trailer. Yeah, it's, it's going to oh, succeed. Yeah. yeah, you know, for for a second, I was thinking of James Gunn when you talked about directors with wild trajectories. Because oh yeah, bro- sure, sure. That brother, he started out as. Uh, he was making movies for trauma, like uh-huh. wild exploitation movies with Lloyd Kaufman, that like legendary exploitation director and producer. And now he's the CEO of DC and like <laughs> made Marvel movies with after Disney bought Marvel. So it's like yep. he yeah. didn't he wasn't in before the Disney acquisition. It's like, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, he he doesn't have the wildest that that Robert Zemeckis, that Bobby Z run is yep. absolutely that's like a fever dream. Well, I mean, thinking about <laughs> it's funny thinking about how he's going to be the one doing the closest thing to like a Christopher Reeve superhero movie uh, mm-hmm. or Superman movie in a couple of years. 
but then also the guy who directed Slither or Slither and um Super, Super? and yeah. Super just kind of mm-hmm. like sh- shook me in ways I didn't know movies could. Yeah, so, <laughs> Olivia, Super do not recommend one. Super. I who's or did you that? watch? It? Is it too late? Rain Wilson and Liv Tyler. Yeah, and, I've seen that. Uh, you did? Yeah, yeah, I oh, watched man. that. I watched it because it had Rain Wilson and Elliot Page in it, and I was like, I love them. I want to watch this movie. It was not at all what I was expecting. <laughs> it's gnarly. Yeah, it's really, it really, it really is. <laughs> like a hairy movie. Yeah. Oh I watched God. that in college, yeah. and yeah, I was like, oh, this doesn't know how I feel about this. I want to um, say one more real quick. I It's not really that wild, but it kind of is, and it could have been even wilder. Is I was reading about Danny Boyle the other day, and... His isn't too crazy, but like when he was, he did so many dramas in the 90s mm-hmm. and like also weird movies like Train Spotting. It's not like too weird, but for where he was at, and I'm really doing great work right here because I can't name like most of them. Uh, but hey, no, hey, you've there. named people involved with trauma, which I could not do. So props <laughs> to you. <laughs> I, yeah. I also don't like trauma movies. I've tried, but sure. anyway, that's a whole nother thing. But, uh, yeah. but I respect the hustle. But, anyways, uh, <laughs> but then he did 28 Days Later. And then like yep. Sunshine, but then he also did Steve Jobs, and then he was supposed to do Bond twenty five. Yep. So it's and like, then, and then he left. Real weird. Not. Yeah. But still, that Bobby Z is unmatched. Yeah, Bobby it's Z, unbeatable. and it is cool because like he was put, he was pushing the the boundaries in the, in a similar way to uh to Miller, but I mean, I mean Miller succeeded in in a lot of ways because he you know they're oh, both yeah. really interested in what computers could do, but then. But but Bobby Z is, has not done anything on a like physical practical effects level as Mad Max Fury Road, so it's kind of right. I'd rather have like a filmography like George Miller's than like as many dollars as Bobby Z probably does. So yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Miller's yeah, he's just got the cooler filmography, thousand percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, next question. All right, next question. What team are you in Gilmore Girls? From Aaliyah Dan underscore zero five three zero, and also from Swagular, Roy deserves Dean ID GF GA flip. flip. What you there all you say? Um, here's the deal. Earlier, Isaac said that I'm the resident Gilmore Girls expert. Have you and seen it just like this... once? I have seen it once. Okay. I also didn't watch it until like college and I was watching it. I was trying to watch it with my mom. And so I only watched it in like spurts when I was like home with my mom. And so it took us forever to like finish the show because there's like seven sure. seasons. Um, Here's the thing, guys. Rory sucks and I don't think she deserves any of them. Um, and Dean sucks because he slept with Rory after he was married to another girl. So sorry, um, he sucks. But if I have to pick who Rory deserves, I'm gonna go Jess. I think he's the best one of all of them. But also, she only dated douchebags. So, so who's team? Maybe my hot. I'm team Lorelai, honestly. Um, but if if I'm picking a a significant other for for rory specifically i am team jess final answer uh who does sean gunn play in 
He plays Gilmore Girls. I don't remember what his character is. Did you know he is. was in Gilmore Girls? Same. I read into that actually recently. I don't remember why, but I was like, what? Because yes. that was at the same time that James Gunn was working with Troma. It's so weird. It's like these guys yeah. were in totally different fields. Yeah. So, so he was like just, he was kind of like this oddball character that would just pop up. Like there were just like several people like in the town that they lived in that would just like pop up randomly or whatever. And so like he, he kind of did it. He was like a fix it guy. And so he, he always was working on projects and like fixing things and everything like that. Melissa McCarthy is also in Gilmore girls. Oh, okay. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, the first time I ever watched an episode of Gilmore girls, I was shocked when she showed up on screen. Cause I, my roommates in college, like the ones I specifically lived with my sophomore and junior years, like Hannah, for example, big Gilmore Girls fan so they watched it a lot but I didn't I don't find it like a comfort show like everyone else did but I also didn't watch it as it aired which right. most of those people did right on so. right on um yeah oh I was gonna I was gonna tie this up in a nice little segue and I cannot remember how I was gonna do that so you got it well Melissa McCarthy yeah. is an Oscar nominated oh, yeah. actor yeah. who uh, uh, true, was nominated true. in um, Bridesmaids. I was almost forgot that movie. Oh, she was also, I think she was nominated in something else more recently, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. And it wasn't as good as Bridesmaids. So speaking of Academy Award nominations, let's talk about the 2024 Academy Award nominations. That I did was it. so smooth. I did I'm it. so proud Thank of you. you. Uh, I'm looking up how many... Uh, okay, so it had two. So she got a... Best Supporting Actress nom and the movie got a Best Original Screenplay nom. That's Bridesmaids. So I was like, how many did it have? Was it a Barbie situation? No, but <laughs> it was unexpected, I would say. Yeah. Kind of like a past yeah. lives almost. Um, okay. Let's start with, okay. Let's do this. I'm glad that we are doing this a week after the nominations came out because people have like tons of people from all walks of life, both, both famous and infamous have had a lot of takes about this movie. And the biggest one of all is that Greta Gerwig did not get a nomination for best director for Barbie and Margot Robbie did not receive a best actress nom for Barbie either, but Ryan Gosling did. And that's kind of the plot of the movie. And I think that's really funny because these awards ultimately don't matter and Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig are so rich right now um and that's how i feel from so this one to, movie yeah not on to this one movie all of their previous success so that's how i wanted to open up this conversation um and so olivia what do you think you and i texted about this a little bit yeah, yeah, we talked about this. Here is where I am at with this, with these omissions. For Margot Robbie specifically, while I do think she was great in Barbie, uh, I I don't think it was her best performance. Truly, like, not again, not to like like this to be a slight against her. But she, I mean, she was great. I loved her, loved her performance. It wasn't necessarily like. Oh, she deserves to be Oscar nominated because of this. Um, yeah. Also, I think uh, I think that honestly, Greta Lee should have been nominated 
And if I was going to have to pick between the omissions that I, I wish, which maybe I'm jumping ahead here, but between the the omissions of best uh, lead actor actress, I'd go Mar- Greta, Lee, Greta Lee over Margot Robbie, personally. Also, I think that we are completely overlooking the fact that for the first time in the 94 years of the Academy, a Native American actress is nominated in the best lead actress category with Lily Gladstone. And so am I upset that another blonde woman is omitted? (sighs) No, like Barbie for sure is... Like, when we think back to the year 2023 and movies, Barbie is going to be at the top of the list every single time. Like, no doubt. It Again, we talked about this, I think, when with our top 10 episode. You know, it it really just became this iconic thing that, that really took over the culture, um, which is awesome. And that's great. And, and all of that. I think I'm more upset about Greta Gerwig not being nominated for Best Director than Margot Robbie not getting lead actress um just because yet again we are getting one sole female nominated in the best director category so if if we're just not going to nominate women why why not just separate it into best female director and best male director like i don't which do we actually need to do that no i think that would be kind of dumb but If we're just going to continue to, I say we as if any of us have any part in that, if the Academy is going to continue to only nominate one single woman, um, why not just separate the categories? And then also, like, there's more diversity in that in the sense of, like, you know, women are going to direct movies in such a different way than men because of their different experiences. Also, I mean kind of on the same I guess in the same vein like there were let me pull up the best directors real quick um they are all like they're all white people again so it's just like there there were other directors who are of color and of um you know are female and so it's just like why can't we just I don't know. I, I'm so that's I feel at this point I'm just rambling. So so that is kind of where I I stand on that debate. Also, again, the Oscars don't mean anything. Like none of these awards actually mean anything. Yeah. Um, especially at this point. Like I think at one point in time, maybe they were really significant and really like cemented someone's career. But I think at this point, like there there's so many phenomenal actors and directors and um composers and like you know all the all these different types of jobs that go into making a film that don't get recognized in that way that doesn't negate the work they did though yeah same what do you think about the the barbie that whole that whole thing and the uh, specifically hillary hillary clinton's comments oh (laughs) Well, you know me and Hillary, we keep it close to the chest. We try not to share too many of our thoughts. But uh, I thought this was a huge misfire on her part. Not really. But also, I'm like, there's so much else going on in the world. You really didn't have to talk about this. I have Um, to. Yeah, I have to say, Olivia, like I knew that I wasn't going to. I said that I wasn't going to talk about the big picture. But Amanda Dobbins was screaming like I'm paying taxes on tampons. Like, why are you? 
yeah. talking about Barbie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? Like people were upset about um about the like actors and people in Hollywood taking their stand on the whole Barbie thing. I do not need politicians. I don't care if actors are saying that. Whatever. That's their those are their buddies. That's fine. Whatever. I don't need politicians to to talk about it. Who cares? It's really funny. Go make sure the government doesn't shut down. We yeah, are yeah. like losing the middle class. Like, yeah. come on. I cut you yeah. off, Sam. Keep going. No, no, it's okay. I, so Hillary aside, you know, she didn't consult me about that one. But look, Barbie got so eight eight nominations. Okay. It grossed one. I did. I wrote down some notes earlier today. It grossed nice. $1.44 billion. Don't worry, I never do this kind of thing. But I was like, I'm <laughs> I'm showing up for fly over it, dude. I got to write my all out. Down. I'm it. telling you, it's the biggest movie of the year easily. I say easily. I mean, you know, Oppenheimer's right there with it. But the thing yeah. is, like, I don't know. Barbie made $400 million more million than Oppenheimer did. And Oppenheimer got a couple more nominations. It's like they even each other out. You know what I mean? Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Like, yeah. They're they're right there with each other. But I think Barbie will. Yeah, like Olivia was saying, it's going to go down as the movie that everyone remembers. Um, they're going to remember Oppenheimer too. I don't know. You know what sure. I'm saying? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. If if there's a, the 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 number one movie people will remember, it's the definition of a phenomenon. Okay, like they have all of these, they have all these things going for it, and it's like, I think I think Greta Gerwig should have been nominated. I do. But I'm not. But if you look at who did get nominated, it is like yeah, Justine Trier, Trier got nominated. Yeah, for best director, right. which is great. Which yeah. That's that's the only one of those five that I haven't seen. I think was was the yep. what's the Zone of Interest you, guy's name? Uh, Jonathan Glazer. He was nominated, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so I also haven't seen that, but I'm seeing it this weekend. Thankfully, are you um, seeing it at a uh, MFA? Good ACS. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 You Jess, guys, yeah, yeah. So awesome. I've I've told Jess about. So Jess like loves classic like one night she said hey i want to watch far and away and i was like what is this movie and <laughs> she said it was like nominated for best picture and uh, olivia knows this story and i'm like okay and we watch it and it's like nicole kidman and tom cruise ron howard movie like we were just having a hilarious time laughing because it's like so old-fashioned classic yeah. 90s oscar bait and we just have a great time and so she likes that kind of movie and then like intense but not gory action movies which are very <laughs> rare and right. then she likes anything that has to do with world war ii and i said we have to go see this movie it will oh, apparently yeah. it is going to just like blow us away so yeah. we're we're going yeah we're excited no i'm stoked well alex and i will see you there then um sweet but uh no so okay so i say this as somebody who's seen three of the directing nomination uh nominees but like uh nominees movies but I hear those two are incredible. So, like, while I wish Greta got in, sounds like sure. there's some good places, good people in her place. And then the other three I have seen, it's like Nolan's in for Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't get in for Tenet, which is fun as Tenet is. It's like, it's not like he got in for something like that's a little bit lower on a lot of people's ranks. It's like he got in for sure. Oppenheimer. And then, yeah. you know, Scorsese and, and um, Yorgos is in for his best movie by a lot of yeah. people's standards so it's just like i don't know it's it's a stacked year so yeah it really is it is um, a stacked year yeah it's a lot to fit in yeah and same goes for best actress which like 
it's the same kind of thing. I would have loved it if Margo got nominated, but it's sure. not like it's like it, I didn't feel like it was like a criminal act that she didn't get nominated because the other five that are in are incredible. Mm-hmm. So, and like you said, it's like it's another like white woman, like not that like you know it would have sucked if she got in because of that. Like she would have gotten sure, because yeah. of her performance as Barbie. So it's like oh yeah, it would have been worthwhile. But it's like it's like the grass is always greener kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If you put her in, then that's probably cutting somebody else's chance, you know, to get in who deserved this deserved the spot. But then if you don't put her in, it's like, well, you left out the person in the biggest movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, it's yeah, it to me it feels it's a little silly. It's a lot of silly actually. Yeah. And it kinda it, Go ahead, Olivia. Well, what I was I mean, what I was gonna say was just like it is it is a stacked cast. Like I think I or stacked year of movies. And so I think Isaac and I talked about this too, like as we were texting about it last week, this is probably one of the best years of cinema we've had in uh, at least five, maybe 10 years. Like maybe since right. like moonlight, I would say mm-hmm. like that, that Oscars. Yeah. Year. Yeah. Like maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 2019 also. Oh which, yeah. You know, 2020, yeah. but the 2019 movies right so it's been one of the better years for cinema and in a while and so yeah some people are going to get left out that doesn't mean their performance wasn't wasn't good and also the argument that just because it's the highest grossing movie of the year that's not a good enough argument for me because it and i'm glad that it like i'm so glad that it was the highest grossing movie of the year and it wasn't like a Marvel movie, which has been the case for the past 15 years. Yeah. Right. And so, like, are you telling me that one of those actors needed to be nominated every year? No. Right. Because, you know, it's not the same. So yeah. highest grossing does not equate. And I almost like I hate saying that almost because, like, I love Mario Robbie. She's a phenomenal actor. And I think she does a lot. I think she really cares about cinema and, and really wants to, like, do right by her work in front of the camera and behind it. But like, guys, it's so silly. It is yeah. so silly. And Isaac, also, what were you going to say? Sorry. Ah, I'm just kind of no, no. Isaac, you go ahead. And then, yeah. I'll well, go. I was about to change the topic. So we can, what were you going to say, Sam? Um, also, the other thing is now I can't say this is for sure a fact, but I heard somebody else had like done the research isn't Greta Gerwig the first, not only female director, but the first director ever to have her first three movies be all be nominated for Best Picture? Which is like, incredible. It's insane. What a feat. When yeah. when will somebody else do that? Like, yeah, that's not gonna that's not the kind of thing that's like, well, that might change in three years. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cause but look at the rest of the directors. I mean, Scorsese didn't do that. Nolan didn't do that. I mean, Spielberg hasn't done that. Like yeah. Greta Gerwig is she is a force, right? Girl boss. And, and yeah. yeah. Stop it. God, hey girl boss. <laughs> Her and Margot Robbie will literally go down and for like for the rest of like movie history as like yeah. Titans, just like yeah. juggernauts. And yeah. Like now, and again, not just in not just as like, well, the best actresses or the best female directors. It's like, no, they're yeah. they're Margot Robbie's like the biggest star on the planet. Man or woman, yeah. it's like Margot Robbie's yeah. huge. Greta Gerwig's the biggest female director like ever. So, yo, what if, um, what if Greta gets Margot Robbie to play the White Witch in her Narnia movie? Oh my that god, that would be legit. <laughs> oh my goodness, 
Yeah. Oh, that'd be pretty, incredible. Pretty wild. I can't wait yeah. for that to come out. It's going to be so that'll weird. Be so good. I love it. Isn't it? Um, the, is she doing two? I think. Was it? It was two or three, and I'm I'm here for it. She's yeah. She's going in. Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of I'm kind of switching, not switching things Great. up, but kind of like wanting to make a point. So, uh, Sam, you alluded to this too, like the the idea of getting nominated for the right thing or like winning for the right thing, because we've seen in the past, like, what year was it that Bohemian Rhapsody won? Uh, that was nineteen, right? It 19. was it, in, it in the twenty Oscars. Picture? Bohemian, no, uh, Parasite won that year. I so think Parasite was it, won that year. Was but it Rami Malek? Was Bohemian an eighteen movie into nineteen? Yeah, I, I think, think so. So, so that, yeah. like, I feel like that is a great example of Rami Malek winning for that, and it being like actually kind of bad for his career, because now right. people are like, that movie sucks. That performance is not good. He's good, but he's kind of like. You know, he like he played second fiddle, third fiddle, seventeenth fiddle in Oppenheimer. Um yeah. Martin Scorsese got nominated or he won for um The Departed, which is like not his best movie, but a good movie. Mm-hmm. And then people are saying that Killers of the Flower Moon is his magnum opus, and he's probably he's not positioned to win for it at this point. It would be kind of amazing if he did, because everybody thinks it. that Oppenheimer's gonna take it. So, I don't know, just thinking about, like, about, Olivia, you said something along the lines of having a category for women directors and male directors. I think that would be really cool. Um, but are what categories do you, like, skip over the most and just pay attention to the least? Because, you know, we've talked about having, there should be a, best stunt or best practical effects mm-hmm. or stuff like that, like achievement kind of captured on film. Sure. It's like Charlie Chaplin-esque. Um, what, what do we just need to like get rid of and focus more on in terms of like overall categories? That's such a good question. So I don't know if this is necessarily something we need to get rid of, but like best sound and there's another one maybe they switched it up but for a really long time there was like best sound and like best sound mixing right yes and i could never find a clear like definition of what the difference was did they combine them i think think they combined them yeah because right now when i'm looking at the list it says just best it, it only has best sound and so maybe they combined them but like I skip over that because I don't have an ear for that kind of thing. Like, I'm not a musician. I'm not, like, I've never done any sort of editing or anything like that. So, so for me, that's something I skip over a lot. Um, and I think, Isaac, we've talked about this in the past, but best song, at least here in the past several years, it seems like anytime this best song that is nominated, with the songs that are nominated for that category are just whatever plays over the credits and i think if we're going to do that like have the song be important to the the actual plot of the movie or yep. just get rid of it i agree um so, those are my thoughts yeah. yeah what do you think sam yeah i the best original song thing it you can always count on a disney movie being nominated yes uh sometimes a pixar movie and then it's usually a bunch of stuff 
that I just don't know, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean like, well, forget this category, but it's always just the one. It, it just happens to be one that I'm like least invested in now for real, the categories I'm least invested in, which like, I don't know if they need to get rid of it because there are people that are into it and people have their things that they like, but like the shorts categories, like the documentary yeah. short and the animated short, that's really when I'm like, all right, I, I got to go get like, I got to go refill my drink or like grab something to eat real quick. I'll be back. Everyone's talking about what's been going on. We, oh, okay. Who won? But you know, nobody's really like, oh my God, I got to find out. Now this year, I can't remember if it's documentary feature or short, but there is a documentary. Uh, it's like the Barber of Little Rock or something like yep. that. I was about so, to highlight that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so I will just be rooting for that just for the home turf sake, but like, sure. yeah, otherwise I, the shorts, I never have any investment in. I'm trying yeah. to find, I, I believe it's a, a documentary short, documentary short film, the Barber of Little Rock, John Hoffman and Christine Turner. Um, awesome. Do you, do you know either of them or no, okay. no, uh, Christine Turner sounds familiar, but yeah, yeah, John Hoffman, I don't. And I didn't realize that. Like I looked through all the, and th- this is bad, but this speaks to our, to, to, to my point. Like that's our home turf. Like two, two of us on this, on this call are, zooming in little rock and we didn't i didn't know that it was no nominated idea. until someone posted about it on i think it was arkansas cinema society posted about it i was like okay cool so yeah yeah you, you know they do those they do those like screenings at, like movie theaters where it's like go see all the nominated shorts and before i was like i've never gone i'd be i've always been interested in it but you know something else comes up but like not only for that but i also just want to like be better at my job and i would like want to be more than no uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go this year, but especially for Barber of Little Rock, I'm like okay. Yeah. But otherwise, those categories, I'm usually like, yeah, I'm not really that invested. Yeah. Otherwise, the whole Oscars night is like the Super Bowl for me. Yeah. Other than the, the shorts <laughs> categories, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh, and also the sh- the documentary and the shorts are so inaccessible for the, like, and especially in flyover. Like country. That was something we talked about last year with Yeah, Colin that is Shelby. something we talked yeah. about a lot with Shal- uh Shal- Sh- Shalby. Their uh their couple name with Colin and Shelby. Yeah, they're just like it's it's hard to want to like be invested in those because how am I supposed to see them? Yeah. Right. I think you know the thing is though, is it becomes funny because then like that's a good area for you to uh keep track of like up and coming directors because like that's true in mm-hmm. 1970 and look i wouldn't have been able to rattle that year off if i didn't just look it up just now but <laughs> i knew that this happened around the late 60s early 70s john carpenter won an oscar uh for best uh best short film it's like best live action short or something like that yeah oh really um, yeah for wow. a, a short film called the resurrection of bronco billy yes and i've seen it it's really good it's on youtube but huh. like he didn't direct it. He produced it. But, you know, the producer is yeah. also uh, awarded. And um, so it's just kind of interesting because you can see where some new talent is coming in. Usually that being said, mm-hmm. I don't know any of that talent because I'm not watching these shorts. So I got to yeah. I got to set my game up. But yeah, yeah. Real interesting. though. It's like years before he blew up. What a uh, what category or, or what nomination from this year did you see and just go? Ugh. Uh, Bradley Cooper and Maestro. Okay, <laughs> anything okay. Maestro, really, because okay. 
actually Bradley Cooper is great in it. And um Maestro is incredibly made. But and this is you know, maybe where like I, I consider myself well versed. I like a lot of different kinds of movies, but this is maybe where like the barbarian side of me comes out more, where I just like him like the barbarian, I, if you will. <laughs> yeah, the, where the barbarian comes out in me, where I'm more like, man, you know what? These movies that are so far up their own butts, like, like Maestro. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't feel to me like he, like he wanted, like he truly wanted to make that, and he's gonna tell everybody on the planet he couldn't wait to make the Leonard Bernstein movie. But like, I don't know. I. It's just. It's like what everyone's saying, where it's like it feels really like he jumped on that because he is trying to get the Oscar. He is desperate. Yeah. And I think that that yeah. try hardness is definitely showing through. Did you see uh, Maestro yet, Olivia? No, be- it feels Oscar baity to me. Anyway, okay. it I think any sort of um, biopic like that at this point, I almost like don't care a whole lot to see. I with I guess Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon feel different. Pillars of the Flower Moon is not necessarily a biopic. Oppenheimer, I guess you can make it, make the argument that it is. Sure. But I, I just, yeah, like I always feel like there, it's a, it's a biopic that gets a bunch of nominations, and that's the one that they're always looking for with the Academy for whatever reason. And I realize there are some biopics that are beautiful and incredible, but like, man. I don't feel like they're always that great. Yes. And I'm not going to like want to go back to those movies very often. Right. No. Yeah. You know, like I, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about like 2023 being like us thinking about Barbie. I will return to Barbie so much sooner than I will return to Oppenheimer. Not because of the length of the movie. I mean, that's probably a part of it, but because it's so much more digestible for me. You know, like I have to be in the mood to watch Oppenheimer or Killers of the Flower Moon. And that's yeah. a personal preference for me. I I enjoyed those movies and I really uh I think they're both gonna like do well. Um well I think Oppenheimer is gonna clean house. Killers yeah. of the Flower Moon probably will <laughs> yeah. win Same, a how'd lot. you f- sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, except for Lily Gladstone, who's gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. Best yeah. Yes. I really don't it would be a travesty if she lost to Emma Stone. <laughs> Report this. I'll be so yeah. If Emma Stone won, I wouldn't be pissed. Sure. But Lily Gladstone is like yeah. that's a revelation. That's like yeah. it's like yeah. any other year. All right, Emma Stone. That was really yeah. funny and uh yeah. that was just a very fun performance that she gave. But it's like Gladstone was just like I mean, and dude, she's up against giants in that movie. And when she's not there, yeah. it's not that the movie sucks when she's not there, but when she's not there, it's just not the same. But you're yeah, watching like, her in every scene with her and DiCaprio. Yes. Like you're you're not watching DiCaprio, you're watching her. That's how yeah. that's how yeah. good she is. Yeah. Um, yeah. One a couple of things about Maestro. I was really <laughs> sick when I like watched Maestro with Jess. And Jess and I like had a much different experience than you, Sam, which is okay. I was pretty moved by it. It's not it's not perfect, but I I could kind of see what he was doing and and it, it spoke to me. And it clearly spoke to a lot of other people cuz I mean it got nominated. I do think that like yeah. the try hardness of it all um is getting is, people are like kind of annoyed with Bradley Cooper 
Although I believe it's like he does want the Oscar, but I think he like has this purity and this like genuineness that is true and real. And like, I want to give him that. And I think people honestly nominate it. Like if you don't have the Mahler scene in the cathedral, yeah, that movie probably wouldn't have got nominated. Like that is a, like I like had a emotional spiritual response to that scene. Yeah. Jess and I both like, like we weren't weeping, but we were like, Oh my gosh, that was like just incredible filmmaking and music and all. Oh, of it's that powerful. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, that that scene. I yeah, I thought the movie was it was good, and I thought it was incredibly made. I mean, it's just like it's gorgeous to look at. But yep. that it's like there there are some scenes that are just undeniable. It's like yeah. that is that you just can't look away the whole time it's happening. I remember like, uh, Alex was walking through the room when that scene happened, and I was just like literally like. I had been sitting back most of the movie, kind of just taking it in. And I was like, okay, you were yeah, sticking your head into the TV like a I video was Videodrome. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. James Woods. <laughs> yeah. I turned into James Woods as he was turning into Bernstein. But yeah, no, there's something about a, about a, <laughs> can you imagine about James a, Woods playing Leonard Bernstein? <laughs> or, or just being in the house with James Woods as he fires up Netflix and is watching Meister and he just buries his head. In the oh TV. my gosh. He's back. But yeah, no, back, um, baby. Yeah, it's just undeniable. It seems like that. Yeah. But it, it is just kind of like, I'm the same way about A Star is Born, which yeah. is, it's incredibly made. Yeah. But it just, and that that one at the time, I was really kind of cynical about it. I was like, and I like Bradley Cooper. Don't get me wrong. I really like mm-hmm. him. I think he's awesome. But it's with his movies that he's directed. I'm like, that one was before it really felt like, oh, he's dying to get the Oscar. I remember yeah. watching that in the theater. And this is like, probably a really stupid like take but i was like dude it feels like he just wanted to film himself as a rock star (laughs) and like he just wanted to look at himself looking so cool to be fair yeah Yeah. and then the second half of that movie plays out and i was like this is not about that brother being cool but this is really sad yeah but so sad yeah i was i gotta finish what i was gonna say i was really sick when we watched maestro and I like sounded exactly like Leonard Bernstein, like especially oh, yeah. in the, like, like when he that. starts doing coke <laughs> and goes, he's going up like on Thanksgiving Day, he like picks up the Snoopy and goes, yeah. who abandoned who abandoned Snoopy in the vestibule? <laughs> like <laughs> just killed me. So, um, okay, well, I feel like we've kind of any other like nit nits y'all want to pick? I was. I got I got to say I saw you pointed at the screen Sam. No, it's okay. I got to say music-wise and this is a hot take. I Killers of the Flower Moon is a masterpiece. I like I was not a huge fan of that soundtrack. Um sure. and I really right. really think that Spider-Verse should have been nominated for that. Um yeah. It's Killers soundtrack is like very scant and and dark and it kind of starts out kind of gangstery and upbeat and then just gets really low and i think it's it's impressive but i i don't think it's amazing so i'm just yeah yeah that's that's like really my hot take out of all this so <laughs> no i i'm probably biased because i love robbie robertson but also sure. like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um, me too dude but that i get that because really the only thing i think of when i think of killer's score is when they first like discover the oil and it's mm-hmm. just that yep. like tribal like beat and uh, they're just like dancing in slow motion too i just think back to that and that's like gives me chills when i think about it but otherwise you know really yeah i mean like it's a lot of if i remember correctly it's a lot of like 
like drop D guitar tuning kind of stuff where mm -hmm. it's like a big acoustics and stuff. It's exactly uh -huh. what you'd expect. But I did think it was great, but I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah, a nomination will do, but it didn't have to win for me. Yeah. But yeah. Spider and I think I think Ludwig was is gonna win for Oppenheimer. Uh yeah. I think that 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 yeah, freaking uh can you hear the music going viral on like every TikTok video is probably helping it. So sick. I, I wanted to ask you because this kind of goes in with this question, would that be your thing that like uh that when you looked at the nominations, you're like, uh because that was that was maestro for me. Is that what it would okay. be for you? Ah, uh, you know, I here here's here's something like this. Well, okay, this is this is my other hot take. I like I watched Rustin two nights ago, and Olivia. I was texting Olivia about this, um, and I didn't realize that Coleman Domingo was like the f first. Is he the first openly or second openly like gay man to be uh, nominated for a role? I think the, oh, I second. Don't, that, I don't know. Like I, McKellen. I, I think it's second. Yeah. Oh, Ian McKellen yeah. was for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ian McKellen was the first. Um, I don't, I just don't like, and part of it's like, Rustin's not a great movie. It's an amazing story, but that does not make it a good movie. Sure. Um, I, and like, I was, I was pretty moved by, by part of it, but like, it's just, it's really hard to like, like, I want to give credit to Coleman Domingo for being an amazing performer and person. But like it is, I I think that there's a degree to which like your movie has to succeed, like on a certain level, because if if your performance is like, I think his performance is good but not great, and I think you need like a great performance to like really bolster like just bad CGI, bad bad backdrops, like not great, uh. D directing like it's just it's just not a very good movie and so i was kind of like really and so anyway i thought i watched it because i thought maybe i would be wrong in my like why why did he get nominated for that but um i kind of stand by it so is it one of those netflix movies that's like over two hours yeah so it so did you see ma rainey's black bottom no i want to see think that. it's a lot of the same team and i think that movie was actually on a real set and like none of Rustin is on a real set. It's like all really? almost kind of like the volume or green screen. So that's bizarre. Yeah, that's it's is it it's kind of it's kind of a bummer. So anyway, yeah. Olivia, what about you? I... I feel like I've been jumping in where you should be talking a lot. No, 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 you're fine. No, Olivia, worries. how do you feel about the creator getting two nominations and the Iron Claw getting zero nominations? I. Dude, okay, especially after I saw the Iron Claw, because because I, I everyone was talking about how great Zac Efron was, but especially after seeing it, I was just like, this this is an outrage. This is criminal that he didn't get it. Um, so yeah, I got I some think real that's... good ones at the whole hometown hometown folks for you tonight. <laughs> Golly, I mean, he just made me like so that that movie is so sad and. Obvi like obviously the real life story is is terrible and this may like contradict what i just said about biopics but it didn't feel like a biopic you know there's some biopics that feel like okay this is a biopic for sure mm -hmm. like the that's, well, um, i i hate this is the last dunk i'm gonna give it but that's what rustin is 
Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, like the Green Book or uh, what's that one Gary Oldman movie that came out? Darkest, oh, Darkest Hour. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like those just feel so forced and they don't Oscar bait like, like in a traditional yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. They don't feel natural. And the the Iron Claw felt like okay, I was getting to know these this family and these characters and who they are, and so it was just anyway, it was really good. So yeah, I think yeah, the I can't believe the creator got two Oscar noms, and I realize it was in like visual effects and that kind of thing, and so that's cool. I just it's like what yeah. is happening? So I think it's so sick. <laughs> I love did it. you like did you like the movie overall sam i haven't i seen liked it, it yeah yeah it was cool but like effects wise i'm honestly like give it to it yeah because sure. Sure. yeah because like 80 million or whatever it was and you know i'm all about low budget this low budget that mm-hmm. and you know 80 million is just absolutely not low budget but for what that movie is and what it looks like it's like right that feels like I don't know. That feels like backyard movie making. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. They made it look like that. That's you know? cool. So, yeah. I mean, are there better effects from this year? Yes. Uh, and should Oppenheimer have been thrown in for a nomination? Yes. That that was weird that it didn't get a nomination. Yeah. 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 Um, right. th- did y'all know that this was Mission Impossible's first nomination? That's crazy. Like, That's... it's never even been nominated for music, which you thought maybe it would have been like when De Palma did it back in the 90s yeah. but this is the first nomination it's ever gotten that's crazy which goes back to the point of just because something is like super popular doesn't necessarily mean it's like it does or does not deserve an oscar award because like if you think about the this the theme for mission impossible it's one of the most iconic like scores right yeah. like one of the most iconic themes it is used in so many things it's used in shrek 2 oh yeah yeah, yeah. Right? which like, is like almost too much iconicness in one. It's it's almost too much iconic. <laughs> Shrek my brain. is genuinely one of the best sequels of all time. Yeah. I will die on that hill. But yeah, like so that goes back to the point of like it doesn't just because something is like iconic does not mean it necessarily does or does not deserve an Oscar nom. Yeah. Anyway, that is crazy that it's never been nominated though. I, I wanted to jump back real quick because you got me on my Iron Claw. Uh-huh. And I'm yeah. like... Yeah, let's go back to the Iron Claw. Dude, okay, so here's the thing. I do that talk- with with my daughter when I'm wrestling with her. I'm like, the Iron Claw, and she thinks it's so funny. <laughs> you have to raise her on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, No, I okay, because here's the thing is I got real upset early. I was like looking at the nominations. I was like, what in the world? There are three in, in both best actor and best actress there are three nominations in both categories that are actors or actresses portraying real people and Mm -hmm. so it's like i don't know i mean uh are most of these performances that are you know from biopics like actually great i mean yeah but there is something that even as great as like killian is in oppenheimer or you know uh lily gladstone is in in killers which I make an exception for that because, again, that was like, I've just I hadn't seen her before. So it's like, all right, I don't even care if you're based on a real person. Like, go yeah. for it. Just mm-hmm. take the award. Don't even take the nomination. Take the right. whole award. But it's just when a movie, when a biopic comes out 
and especially when it comes out in the fall or in the winter, there's almost like it feels like you're kind of easing on your brakes a little bit in your car because it's like, I know what you're going for. I know what you want. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's like you can just smell it like like oh, yeah. on the poster. You walk up to the poster and smell it. You're like, you are dying yeah. for the Oscar. But the thing is, as soon as I'm like, why? Like, why are all these? I don't know. Why, why do we keep giving it? So, why do we make it so easy for these studios to like win nominations? Win nominations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, where's the Leo nom? Where's the yeah, Efron sure. nom? Yep. Yeah. And they're both based on real people. So I feel like a hypocrite. But like, I don't know. F yeah. I, I, that was just a little spiel I kind of was on earlier today because it just was yeah. like, man, we just keep throwing these people a bone for playing yep. real people. And it feels like lazy. Well, and even if you think about like if Ryan Gosling hadn't have been as good in Barbie, his spot probably would have gone to DiCaprio. And if American fiction hadn't have made a, as big of a splash as it did in its early opening, that that probably would have gone to Dominic Sessa for holdovers because he people right. like loved him. And and Love as him. did I. And I kind of like, yeah, I wish that there had been room for him in there and and like, I don't know whether or not I would have chosen him over Mark Ruffalo because Mark Ruffalo's performance is like probably the hardest I've laughed like in the theater this year, except maybe Bottoms. Like, like right. I laughed so hard every time Mark yeah. Ruffalo was on screen. He was so funny. It goes back to what we were saying earlier, though, where it's like, this is just such a stacked year. Yep. And it's like, I want Sessa to be in there. He's not, he's just not, he's not in. And he, if if you know he keeps getting great roles from here on out, he's here to stay for a while at least. I oh, hope. Yeah. yeah. Um, he could play like the Human Torch or something. It would be so great. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, <laughs> oh, if only. Or a giant like rock man or something like that. Yeah. yeah. No, but um, oh man, that like almost sent me into like a like <laughs> catatonic state. Just the idea yeah. of it. But uh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I don't even remember how I was going to that so Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. The, while you regather your thoughts, remember when people were like, William Jackson Harper is going to show up in Ant-Man 3. He's probably playing Reed Richards. And he shows up and he's like, has the dumbest like five minutes on screen. Yeah. And you're like, what are they doing? Like, he has like a they, triangle on his head. great people and just like making them do this crap. So, Terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's like Martin Freeman is like a government man in those movies. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Wasting. Anyway. Why am I talking about Martin Freeman? I don't know what he's up to, but that's like wasting a, talent. When he, uh, when was did John Mulaney say uh, like Angela Bassett won for Black Panther? That uh, yeah, an Oscar for Black Panther. That's like winning a Pulitzer for a Reddit post. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> never really heard that. that's great. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Efron though, he should have been nominated. I but, I texted Olivia this. I I would have put him in for Coleman Domingo. You see, Coleman yeah. Domingo is going to play uh, Michael Jackson's oh, no. father. Oh, okay, thank God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I did see that yet. I don't know, but I thought. I mean, I thought you were about to throw some like he's playing Galactus or Kang. No, he's playing. <laughs> yeah, uh, <or> Kang. <laughs> he's playing Blade's father. Apparently, uh, <laughs> apparently, John David Washington is being odd to play Kang. I saw really, that. and I hope oh, they. I hope I, they. He does not do that. Yeah, you see that? I go, oh, and then oh. I'm like, wait a minute. But wait. what does that deprive him of? I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. However, yeah, I don't know. yeah, that's a mess. 
it's such a mess. Uh, hey, if you're interested, we're gonna do a MCU episode this later this year. Oh yeah, yeah. Bring it on. I have so much to say. Sweet. Yeah, well, I can't we're wait. we're yeah. doing it all. We read the uh, MCU uh, book by Joanna Robinson. Yeah, and Dave Gonzalez, and it's really really good. I and bet. so we're gonna talk about that whenever Deadpool three comes out. Oh sweet. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Which I am I genuinely looking forward to. That just sounds absolutely like unfortunately this is how they get us it's, it does sound wild i'm like all right everybody from fox from 20 years ago like yeah i kind of can't miss that yeah yeah um final thoughts on oscar noms i feel like i feel like i got all my hot takes in um yeah oh yeah it, yeah i feel like it's too late in the conversation to make that point but no, hit um, me hit me no i i do it, I don't. It. I think. I think we've we've over we've bar. We're gonna take the last shrimp off the Barbie, uh-huh. uh, and move <laughs> on to the next. I I I just I wanted to say, film distributor film distributors, you need to release your movies. Oh my gosh! Um, yes. Because yeah, we have not. I know poor. We've seen poor things. It came out just a few weeks ago over here in Little Rock, but there's still so many places where like poor things is just now coming out. And then Zone of Interest and Anatomy of a Fall. It's just like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's taking forever. I still don't think. Nice. Yeah, Zone of Interest is now. I mean, yeah. The ACS is the is the first opportunity. I don't think it's releasing wide this weekend anywhere else. I think it's only showing at the, or sorry, in in Little Rock. Um, right. I know it's, is yeah. it showing up in Oklahoma City? Um, I saw no, the answer currently no. The answer is no right now. But I saw where they, I think they're going to do a wide release either this weekend or next weekend. So right now the showtimes haven't gone up. Um, I have I have an in with AMC theaters mm-hmm. here because I know someone who works there, and they don't announce like the showtimes like the full show times until Wednesday so that they can have like the weekend slate. And but so your inside I'm, man gets you the show. My, yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm waiting to hear, or I, I'm going to check on Wednesday to see if they actually have zone of interest or anatomy of the fall or of a fall. Cause I, I really want to see those movies like especially anatomy of a fall like yeah. that. That one looks really interesting to me. So, yeah. um, cause they were here. Anatomy was here for like five minutes and I wasn't able to go see it, which was really upsetting. But yeah. whatever. Anyway, such is life. Such is life. We'll be talking about the Oscars again um, whenever they air. March so 10th. March 10th. It's going to be a good time. Um, any other final comments on the noms? Nah. Either of you scallywags. Um, are, you, are you guys a little bored by, honestly, like the anticipation of leading up to Oscar night because of what feel like a ton of inevitable wins like not like you know like bored bored but kind of like ah. i feel like it's it's inevitable until you're sitting there and then will smith slaps chris rock yes (laughs) dude i wasn't even watching that night i was driving home that was a a bad oscars i was like man this sucks and then i was like holy crap did that just happen yeah no, believe yeah. me, I watch if I if if I can, I watch every year. Well, Alex and I were driving home from our honeymoon, and so uh, there were like various uh, streams online that like kept crashing, and in between crashes, I missed Will Smith slapping him. And I was oh, like, "Man, 
I missed the most important part. But it's so funny. Yeah. A bit. Do y'all know what Denzel said to him? Like right after that happened. No. no. Apparently, he said uh, something along the lines of like I'm paraphrasing. He said, um, "When you're at your highest moment, that's when the devil comes for you." That's badass. I know. Yeah. So, awesome. badass. so true. That's so awesome. Will Smith was like, "Stop quoting the Equalizer to me," and he's like, "No, that's <laughs> like straight from the soul, brother." <laughs> so. Masters of the Air, we're gonna we're gonna move on. Um, spend a little bit of time. Don't have a ton to say. Masters of the Air is on Apple TV Plus. Um, it is the Band of Brothers team. Band of Brothers guys released twenty two years ago, twenty three years ago. Dang. And it is it holds up. It's one of the all time greats. And it's crazy thinking about watching Masters of the Air and. Kind of like I've seen Brandon Brothers two or three times. Um, and Brandon Brothers was HBO and it was like way before or because Sopranos didn't air until a couple years later, right? Sopranos air started airing in 90. Okay, so was it around the time? Same time? Okay, so it was like mid, it was kind of when HBO was on the forefront on the cusp of like doing prestige TV. And it's crazy because Masters of the Air dropped. It has Austin Butler in it and Barry Keown and um, Callum Turner as the main characters. And it was dropped with like no fanfare. And Apple does this sometimes um, where it's like, oh, you have you have this out. Why didn't you advertise it Um, Mm -hmm. the same way they're advertising Kills of the Fire Moon now that it's on Apple TV plus? But it's really interesting watching it because it just feels like it should matter more. And that's not like to say that it doesn't look good or doesn't work because it's a pretty effective look at, you know, moment by moment what it, it takes to fly a plane like a B-17. Mm-hmm. Um, and And the performances are good. My only gripe with the performances is like Austin Butler's a good performer, but he, I don't know how to say this and I don't know how either of you feel about this based on what you've seen. Um, and Sam, I don't know if you've got to see the bike riders ahead of time, but Austin Butler is like too clean. And I don't really? know how to like, I don't know how to say it other than that. Like he's too clean in masters of the air. Everyone else looks like they have like a little stubble or they've been like sweating or something. And he just looks like perfect. And it it bothers me. Like he, it's a good performance, but it's just kind of like something's a little bit like he he looks too good. And I think that's like a, I don't know. Maybe he can't help it. But right, even for Elvis, which I know Elvis is like the most clean cut, like just good looking dude that there is. But somehow Austin Butler one ups the king of rock and roll. It's like yeah. yeah, I don't know. He 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 looks way too polished at all times. I don't know. Yeah. But Did you get to see of, bike riders, dude? No, so. When it played at Arkansas Cinema Society, there was that one showing. It was just kind of two out of my price range that I couldn't go to, like the initial premiere. Same. It, even though it sounded like a lot of fun. Um, and then there was like the $25 showing. And it was like in the middle of a work day. And I was like, I'd have yep. to like wrap up work early. I don't really want to do that. Plus, hey, it'll be out in like a week and a half. Dude. And then got Olivia totally... knows this. That's why she's grinning. Yeah. It was so devastating. And that, and that what is it, June now? Or yeah. July? Okay. Yeah, June, I think. 
for now. Let's yeah. hope they hold to it. Yeah. Jeez. Can't wait though. Have you seen it? Yeah. No, not yet. I, I was in the same boat. I was like, I was like, Jess, I really want to go see this movie. I bought the book and like read read it all, looked at all the pictures. And yeah. I was stoked. And Jess was like, do not spend $150 to go see this. Oh, dude. Like, well, okay. yeah. So, yeah. That one. I mean, as fun as that sounded, I was like, I can't, I just can't justify it. Yeah. That's so um, much money. Masters of the Air, Olivia. You watched the first episode. I watched the first episode. Haven't got to the second yep. one. What do you think so far? Yep. And do you have like any relation to Bands of Brother Band of Brothers? No, but my dad does. Right on. Band of Brothers, by the way, Band of Brothers came out in 01. Yep. Sopranos came out in 99. So um, so it was after Sopranos. Right around the same time. Yeah, but around the same time. No, again, we've talked about this several times. I don't care really that much about like war anything. Boys going off um, the war. I yeah, it it's just like I don't how many times can we rehash World War Two? Like that I did have like, a little bit of a thought similar so, to that. Yeah. Uh, and it's like how many times can the band of brothers guys do World War Two stuff? Like they did the Pacific as well, which I did not see. So I was gonna ask, yeah. has anybody seen that? No, I'm sure a lot of dads have. Well, yes, many yeah. fathers out there. Yeah, I don't know if this father had. Not this father. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. No. My my dad loves Banner Brothers. There was one time I was getting. This was like recent. This was like within the past few months. I was getting ready to go to church on a Sunday morning, and he was just watching Banner Brothers at like nine thirty in the morning. Nice. I don't why why are you watching that intensive a show at 9 30 in the morning on a sunday what is why? the equivalent for each of you that's like everybody else would think this is weird but it's not weird to me that i'm watching this at this time because for me it's probably like i watched scanners i started scanners at like 11 p.m one night and watched like the whole thing <laughs> oh dude that's the perfect time for scanners yeah <laughs> throw it scanners. on Dude, <laughs> similarly, terrible decision. I watched Videodrome at like 10 o'clock in the morning when I was in college. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And it like ruined my day. It just Dude. totally ruined my day. <laughs> Videodrome is like the gnarliest thing in the world. It's horrible. Really good movie. But it so was good. like, I so do good. not need to watch this at 10 a.m. Did uh, I watch, sure. you know what? I think I watched um, Videodrome on my phone <laughs> in bed. And I think I finished it at like 10 o'clock and I was in bed just like, man, that's like one of the most messed up movies I've ever seen. <laughs> Depraved. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Jackie Brown has been like a, a morning movie to me for me twice in my life. Uh, okay. Which I can see that with like, cause they're drinking. Don't they drink a bunch of like mimosas or they're like day drinking? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's like, and it's always like during the summer. It's like I've just thrown it on like I think twice in my life in the morning. Maybe that's weird, but yeah. I don't know. There we are. Yeah. Band and Brothers. Uh, Do you think your dad will watch Masters of the Air? Probably. He probably won't watch it for like seven or eight months. Yeah. My parents. My parents are watching Severance right now. They just started Severance. Hey. So they. I think they started yeah. se filming season two. Yes, yeah. So I say that to say, like, my dad will eventually get into it. Um, I'm sure he'll watch it, and he'll he'll probably watch the whole thing. And I'll go, so dad, what do you think? And he'll go, ah, it was all right. 
It's no man, band of brothers, though. No band of brothers. Yeah, oh, I'm, I, I think I'm going to stick with it because it's a total jazz show. Um, as I said, World War II. Um, and but everyone is really young, and it kind of makes me wonder: was everyone really young when they did Band of Brothers, or were they just like a little bit older? Because it kind of makes a difference. It kind of makes it feel polished and maybe the show will mm -hmm. kind of evolve in a unique way but band of brothers from the get-go is like grimy and intense and dirty and like just so hardcore in a way that this show is violent and gruesome but it's it just feels different and i don't know how to like describe it so anyway. it's it's a it... weird comparison oh i'm sorry olivia no go ahead is it is it polished in the way that like that so similar kind of time frames like Lord of the Rings is really grimy for like the early 2000s fantasy kind of stuff. And then Rings of Power comes out in the early 20s in the early 20s. And it's just like it's almost there. Yeah. But like I feel like Lord of the Rings and Rings of Power, there's a bigger divide in terms of how grimy those projects are compared to uh, Band of Brothers in this new show. But I don't know. Yeah. Is it similar I, to I that? I think that's a, I think it's a good comp for sure. I don't know. I yeah, I I would say yes. I would agree with that. Because, like, yeah, I just feel like it is really, like, clean, which is a weird way. Again, I don't know how to better put it, though. I think, Isaac, like, that's true. Like, of what I've seen of Band of Brothers, it feels very, like, visceral and, mm -hmm. like, intense and, and, again, grimy, I guess. Whereas with Masters of the Air, it's, like... I don't know. And I your point about Austin Butler, I keep coming back to that. It, it yeah, it such I a handsome just, dude. Nothing against just, him. He's so handsome. Also, also he still sounds like Elvis and I can't I can't. Yeah. It's so distracting. And that's maybe another reason why I'm just like I don't know if I'm going to actually finish this cuz he still sounds like Elvis. I don't know if you guys saw this. He like apparently recently it came out that he had to hire hire a dialect coach to get rid of his his Elvis yeah. accent, right? Yeah. People Which, and like, people were saying like uh, like Dave Bautista was being interviewed for like Guardians of the Galaxy earlier this earlier uh, last year, and they were like, "So y'all have been filming Dune too? Does uh, people are saying that Austin Butler still sounds like Elvis?" And Dave Bautista was like, "He does not sound like Elvis anymore." <laughs> Good. Oh, Cut that mess out. I was so funny. Yeah, I was worried about that for Dune oh, too. Mama. I was just like, man, is yeah. he gonna? <laughs> yeah, Mama, dude, he looks been incredible in the vestibule. Dude, he looks so scary in in Dune. He looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. That one Dune Part Two trailer that plays, uh, it's like the longer one. Not they, there was a shorter one that they played when we went to see Origin a couple days ago. And but the longer one gives me chills, like the way that it's set up. I'm like so excited. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be awesome. How's Origin, by the way? I just want to ask. I haven't seen it yet, dude. Uh, I it worked for it worked for Olivia and I, and for Jess. Yeah. Like there were multiple times where we were crying. It's a pretty audacious. I th I think it is very good. Not everyone thinks that, but I think it's very good, and I think Olivia thought it was very good. Awesome. Yeah. So I it made me really want to read the book that it's based on and it. Yeah. There were several times where I like, I was just like weeping. Cause it's like, yep. 
same wow i can't believe how terrible humans are to each other and have been yeah. for like year like centuries um i don't necessarily know if i if i love the way that the film was made but i think it i was talking about this with one of my friends yesterday i think it does a really good job of like it, i think it's highlighting how ava duvernay's like style as a director from a documentary standpoint and a filmmaking standpoint combine mm-hmm. and, and and so like in a way i feel like this this film could have been a documentary instead of like a film but anyway all that to say i i think it's worth a watch um for sure but yeah, yeah i i like sobbed the whole time yeah that's, that's cool to hear i think she's it's like definitely worth seeing yeah that she's playing to her like all of her strengths because yeah. yeah she like she i feel like her most acclaimed stuff is her documentary stuff but she's been like so caught up in narrative stuff recently okay i'll check it out sorry to sideline it but i was just no, like yeah no yeah i wanted to know because i haven't You're heard good. too much it's it's devastating and and it kind of like it, it it uh it had a profound effect on me but jess was like we just she was like i cannot talk right now like that's how that's how much it affected her sure. in a good way um so yeah. um all right we're gonna hit i'm gonna t- tell you all a little bit about expats and then we'll wrap it up um we've waited s- four years i think for lulu wang or lulu wong i think i think it's pronounced lulu wong i'd go back and forth to make a new something movie anything give it to us Haunted. expats is here and it is expats is probably the best like pilot episode i've seen in a couple years and that includes true detective night country which was a really really good wow okay i was i like i was taking notes getting ready for this episode when i turned it on and i just ended up watching the whole thing because i couldn't i was i was the way that it starts is so surprising and there's this there's this narration that i did not expect and it she just she, man she just knows how to like draw you in give you just the right amount of information she knows exact like it is amazing how she knows this scene is going to play at this point and this is exactly what i need from nicole kidman in this moment mm-hmm. and it's really really impressive she's doing she's getting things out of nicole kidman that she kind of was doing like like in Undone, the series that she made with Hugh Grant uh, and Noah Jupe a couple of years ago, it's kind of there, kind of pretty, not pretty little liars, um, big little lies. It's the little that gets me. Um, <laughs> she she is just getting an amazing performance out of Nicole Kidman. And I just like, you don't know what's going on. You don't know where it's going, but you're just so on the edge of your seat in a really good way. Um, so I'm. I'm pumped. I'm super, super excited. I think that's on Prime Video and um, new episodes come out on Thursdays. So that's going to be what we watch um, between uh, Sundays for True Detective. Sweet. So, Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Highly, highly yeah. recommend. It is awesome. And it's set in Hong Kong and Hong Kong looks amazing. What's like, it about again? I'm sorry. So, no, you're good. Yeah, it's um, it's set in Hong Kong. Uh, expats is like I think the the term for um, expatriates and so they're she's not from Hong Kong uh, Nicole Kidman's character something happened and you don't know what until the end of the episode but there's um, 
something happened to her son. Her son died, and you kind of realize that toward the end of the episode. But it's kind of like it all hinges around this one young girl who showed up. She thought she was just doing a catering job, but then it turns out that she has a history with Nicole Kidman and her family, and she's connected somehow to this young boy's death. And But then all these other people are connected as well. And so it's just it's very much a mystery and kind of not really a thriller, but more just like a drama mystery that moves really, really fast. And everybody is just giving 110 percent. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I need to check it, it is out. awesome. I'm so like I might go watch the second episode after we're done. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really mad that I didn't realize it uh, had already come out. I really thought it was coming out this weekend uh, or else we would be able to talk about it talk about it but i will watch it so that we can talk about it on the next episode or at least yeah. touch base on it so we'll talk about it next week sweet i think i think that's we're planning to do uh if zone of interest releases in okc you're gonna see it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay For so sure. maybe we may in our next episode we may be talking zone of interest but if not we'll be talking about expats some more and Drew's active night country so both show show uh sam do you want to tell us some more about your efforts to get evil dead rise uh as the 11th best picture nom yeah it's uh <laughs> well we're making it happen it's yeah. a slow effort they weren't you know you kind of blew it i was supposed we were supposed to announce it this <laughs> to, next like, monday like uh, or i thought it was on this podcast <laughs> oh yeah well the other scoop was that uh well, they're introducing the best podcast at the Oscars, and y'all are nominated. That's what I was going to break. Let's this go. Pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You welcome no, us on um, stage. Yeah, no. Uh, Evil Dead Rise, though, we're kind of pulling a Grammys thing, and we're going to get nominated at the 2025 Oscars. You know, sometimes the Grammys just like nominate stuff from two years ago. That's what we're doing next Dude, year. Dude, that so. was the weirdest thing. Like, Grammys just. Grammys. Was it Grammys, Emmys, and Golden Globes, like all in. Two or three weeks, yeah. Back yeah. and then Emmys like went on multiple nights. Yeah, weirdest thing. That's wild. Like, yeah, could not. Well, because the Grammys. Well, by the time this episode comes out, because it's coming out, not it's not coming out tomorrow. It's coming out correct next week, right? So by the time yeah. this episode comes out, the Grammys have already happened. Yep. And y'all plan on watching those or no? I do. I I hate the Grammys so much. <laughs> here's the thing. I also here's I also am getting to the point where I hate the Grammys, but it's beca- not because of any other reason but this. I don't know who a lot of these people are anymore, and that makes me feel old. Yep. I'm with that. So, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's just the I mean, and you could say the same thing goes for the Oscars in some ways, but I think the Oscars are better about it, but the Grammy is just a popularity contest. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. a shameless sort of way. Right. Yeah. Which is Macklemore, right. Macklemore winning a Grammy over Jay-Z and Kanye West and, and J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar in like 2010. That's, is that kind that's of the really start of it? Nuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Macklemore was coming to the Grammys. They'd have to like bring him in on a wheelchair or something. What? <laughs> what? Why, <laughs> Why is that? Uh, it, was, it was an old joke. I didn't. I don't know if it stuck with you. <laughs> uh, okay. 
<laughs> it's like that's so random i do i that's have great. this one coworker. i work with all civil engineers and i have one coworker who like will whistle uh like the ceiling can't hold us like every single day <laughs> it's really funny he won't leave you mac Moore won't leave you isaac he, yeah he's always there always there with us so. yeah um same thanks for thanks for hanging out thanks for talking oscars yeah, and masters of the air and expats and we'll have you on again soon maybe maybe for, for sure. the oscars themselves to break it all down that would uh, be super fun. whenever talk to me wins best picture that would be crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah talk to me sweet skin rink give it to skin skin rink sweet oh my god yeah throw it to skin rink that that's where i'm year? at was it was last year right Which, it was like was this last time year? last year yeah okay 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 did you yeah, see it in the theater sam I did, and it was glorious. Okay. <laughs> it was yeah. wonderful. Yeah, first half wasn't into it. Some happens. I was into it all the way from there on yeah. out. I don't know. If, have y'all both seen it? No. I, I Especially at home, I think you would hate it, Olivia, because I like really did not respond to it. But I think that I would have responded to it a little bit more if I'd been in a theater. I watched it at home. If, so. if somebody hates that movie, I am totally like, like I totally get it. Yeah. It just worked on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Skin marine sweep. It is scary. It. it is kind of eerie knowing like some of the background of that movie too. Like about the I I remember someone died. Like the producer died halfway through yeah. somehow. And yeah, super sad and kind of eerie right. when you think about it. So yeah. Anyway. But uh yeah, thanks for being on. We'll yeah, have you again no, soon. You um, and then, thanks. yeah, next week we'll be talking about Zone of Interest, maybe. Um, and we're going to check back into Expats and True Detective Night Country. And thank you to Jordan Cox for our music. Thank you to Macy Lummis for our art. They're both Little Rock artists. Go check them out. We're recording this on Jordan Cox's birthday. So happy birthday, Jordan. I need to go wish him happy birthday. Happy birthday. I love I know, Jordan. Me too. I need to shoot him a text. Well, it's still uh, his birthday. It's getting happy late. His birthday. We will talk to you guys later. Shoot us your your uh, most pressing Gilmore Girls questions, as long as they're not about uh, Sean. Who? No, not Sean. Uh, Dean. Dean. Roy. I don't know who these people are. Okay, bye. <laughs>